Hey folks, this is Hampton here. I know that Dave and I tend to joke a lot about suicide and uh, make a lot of lighthearted jokes, but honestly, if you're having any sort of trouble, we would recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they do amazing work. They they really um, will talk with you. And so we, we just hope that, you know, you have fun here at the pod, but if you're ever having truly deep suicidal thoughts, that you would call 1-800-273-TALK. We love you. We want you to take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. Slam? Yeah, it's a slam. It's a slide against me. We're recording at Hampton's house this week. Sorry, I took. It, I'm a little bit more relaxed. It is my my place, so that's okay, man. I feel I feel so at home. I feel comfortable. Well, you're at home. I feel comfortable <laughs> taking a little puff of weed. <laughs> I don't care. No, no, it wasn't nar- narc, <laughs> narc, Dave. Ross. Are you smoking weed? I'm sorry. I've never done that oh, on our suicide podcast. Dude, weed and suicide do not mix. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'm about to get super high and kill myself, kill myself. <laughs> dude it's 420 dude. in heaven hello it's, everyone it, it would probably be 420 in heaven all the time, all the right? time dude <laughs> sometimes it's 9 11 <laughs> <laughs> it's always 420 oh, p.m no. on september 11th in heaven <laughs> Especially when you're 69. Everyone 69's all day in heaven, except when they're smoking weed. <laughs> Dave, I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, me too, man. We've taken a little bit of a break while we've been trying to just launch this, this podcast launch. Yeah, we're recording this right after um, the first episode came out, and we already gotten like a bunch of great responses. Thank you all for listening and like. Yeah sharing with us and stuff it's been great it's so cool to see the response and please keep writing uh to us at uh, buddies 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 at gmail <laughs> it or always can, makes me can, laugh you can we're a pretty easy find on twitter yeah for sure write us at buddies 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 at gmail.com and and you know let us know if you have thoughts on the show but also more importantly uh write reviews on itunes and oh yeah itunes the people that i who look at it on iTunes know how you feel about the show. We've yeah. already gotten some reviews that are so nice. Thank you. And, you know, review it and subscribe. We're also on Stitcher now. So get stitched. Get stitched. Stitch yourself on Stitcher. What's the scratch what is- that stitch? You know, <laughs> we're really bad at stitch. promoting. I'm a podcast. Guys, you know? we're, we're clearly really awful at promoting ourselves. <laughs> so any help would, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate you listening. So, uh, you know, let's let's keep this pirate ship going. Also, shout out to our uh, the to Coco Hames, who oh uh, kindly gave us the theme song. We've talked about her a little bit, but that that theme song is um, a song called "I Don't Want to Go" off Coco Hames' self-titled album, which you can get now on Merged Re- Merge Records, not Merged Merge <laughs> Records. Uh, and she's great. Yeah, I mean, like so incredibly gracious to just let us use this amazing song dude, i love she's it so, every episode i get like pumped she's such good people too when i like when i asked her she didn't even ask me what the podcast was 
And she was like, oh, yeah, of course, totally. And then I was like, so you know, it's a podcast about suicide where we, you know, we talk about staying safe, but also make a lot of suicide jokes. And she just wrote back, oh, I've had to call a suicide hotline enough times in my life to think that that's a good thing. Wow. Putting her on blast, Dave. No, just joking. Yeah, man. She wanted to kill herself. (laughs) By her record, Coco Haynes. That's um, the whole point of this pod. Remove the stigma. I think that's awesome, man, that she said that. That's like... I do think... Just yeah, remove awesome. the stigma. Of course. Totally. But, but, but it's like it's just cool that that's like actually what she said. It's like, of course. This is perfect. Like It is dope, man. I mean, just from doing the podcast and having like the handful of people that have tweeted us uh, already and written those reviews, like I'm already realizing there are a ton of people out there that don't have the stigma of suicide and have thought about it a bunch and aren't going to do it, which is what we want from yeah. you, by the way, if you're a new listener. Um, I will say this one thing, though, that with the first episode coming out, there was there's one thing that's going to be difficult that I didn't that didn't occur to me, which is someone like a handful of people were tweeting at us and I was talking to them. And then one person kept joking around about killing themselves and it's a fan yeah yeah wait i saw that yeah and you know like there were funny jokes uh, Uh, to be fair very funny (laughs) self-roasting but you have to realize our legal (laughs) implications legal and also like social and emotional and moral like we don't want to joke too we can't we literally cannot joke with you about you killing yourself and here's the reason you have context. You know what ha- what's happening in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like you're you list- have context. I yeah. totally understand. Hampton and I are joking around about killing ourselves on this show. It's the point of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's the point of us. It's the point of us. <laughs> it's all it's what we live for. for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I totally get you wanting to do it with us, but like we don't have any context with you. So I- I'm sure most of you will be joking around for sure, and will never ever do it but for the like sliver of the population <laughs> that would i don't want to be yeah. someone who could drive anyone even closer so to what it at all dave is saying is tweet if you want to make these <laughs> if you want to make these jokes start your own very successful suicide podcast with your best friend where you can joke about wanting to kill yourself with them and they get it. Honestly, honestly yeah. Honestly, <laughs> exactly. That is my, exactly my point. I, I honestly hate the vagueness of social media. Like, all irony is, is, is destroyed. We, I we, don't, we don't get to have irony anymore because now we have, like, a racist president. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, like, that's the definition of, like, just letting that sort of shit get out of control. Totally. Uh, so, you know, it's like you, we got to watch what uh, what you say. But to be fair, funny jokes. We yeah. thought they were funny. I know. And the, we, the, we the guy who was tweeting guy. at me, I'm sorry. I think it seemed like I was trying to be like, hey, don't make these jokes. And I <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable <laughs> doing it with narc. you. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's a suicide narc. I'm a suicide narc. You it's go true. to You go to high schools and try and catch which kids are going to kill I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, hey, man, I heard you had a noose in your locker. <laughs> What's, what's that about? Let yeah. me in. I, w- I want some, too. Bring hey, in the noose-sniffing you, dog. How much noose can you cut me <laughs> off there, buddy? Uh, fucking, you know what's funny is, like, I, when we were just talking there about, like, the stigma of suicide, like, well, something that's kind of always been so fucked up to me is people do have this perception that, like, you'll be arrested if you try to commit suicide. It's so like, funny. They think suicide's illegal, right? Isn't and it? 
Technically. <laughs> Not really. Like, basically, what would happen is, like, they legally have to be like, oh, shit, you just tried to kill yourself? You should you go get help. You have to go help. to a doctor. Yeah. yeah. It's not like they're like, you go to jail. <laughs> like, it's that guy, like, tries to kill himself. <laughs> oh, fuck, I got to do hard time. <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you in for? I wanted to kill me. <laughs> so, Probably going to try man. again now that I'm in prison. No, and I've really <laughs> looked it up, and it's actually super not illegal. <laughs> It's just like, you know, people have this weird concern. But even worse than that is like, I'd say like every time I feel like you go to therapy, you are really afraid that if you say, I've been feeling like I want to kill myself because I think they they do then have a legal obligation to like call, you know. Yeah, but people. my therapist is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, find yourself a cool therapist. You know, they got a skateboard. <laughs> They're wearing hyper-color shirts. They, and they smoke got, weed with Hampton. Yeah. Hey, man. That's crazy talk. I mean, <laughs> I get it, man. Like, therapy. Wait, is- was that your weed-smoking character? <laughs> and yet I just. <laughs> yes, Dave. Hey, I, I smoke weed. That is what we sound like. Yeah. That's what I sound like currently. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. There's a mystery down at the amusement park, dude. Apparently all the Scooby Snacks got lost. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm sucking off the dog, man. I'm freaking out. I loved it. Wait, wait. (laughs) No, I'm not going to backtrack. I'm not going to backtrack. I'm going to power forward. Why was he sucking the dog's dick? That's what I want to know. You're so high, dude. (laughs) Oh, I get it. Right. Oh, right. You know when you get really high and you suck your dog's dick? Man. Don't let anyone ever tell you weed's not addictive. They would do it with the Harlem Globetrotters. It was fucked up, dude. That's my favorite is when they would meet celebs. And, and sometimes it didn't either. Yes, you remember in Scooby-Doo, they'd meet the Harlem Globetrotters, and that was like kind of current, so that almost made sense. But then they'd also meet like Abbott and Costello and yeah, shit that and was like, like dead Twain. already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe. Mark Twain, man. Hey, I'm Mark Twain, man. <laughs> he was the most incredible speech giver. He probably invented stand-up. Hello, I'm a speech giver. That's my job. I'm in San Francisco (laughs) and I wrote a book book about slavery, dudes. (laughs) Well, they do kind of say that like Mark Twain almost invented stand up, which I think is pretty funny. He used to give these like speaking engagements. No way, dude. Patrice (laughs) O'Neill. ONA traveling virus tour. Invented stand-up. Uh, uh, Louis C.K. Doug Stanhope was the world's first philosopher. Holy shit. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Who really gives a fuck who invented stand-up? No one it's cares. It's a fucking awful industry. It's bad. Let it burn to the ground. I don't give a fuck. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really... To a point... Nowadays, I truly hate it. Yeah, to get on point, I kind of hate it. I hate Twitter. Yeah, uh, you know, but guys, uh, please tweet about the show and uh, you know, <laughs> no, please tweet about the show. Smoke it around. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like I always felt like with uh, therapy, it was like you know, you you have this weird concern that you're gonna get busted if you just admit truly how sad you are. You know? Yeah, I don't, but I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I had that kind of experience. Sure. Well, I mean, I have. Yeah, we all have so many anxieties. 
Yeah, uh, I, I get it. <laughs> Mine is sometimes I want to kill myself. <laughs> sometimes I want to kill myself, and I want my therapist to be okay with it. That, uh, I don't know, man. Almost like morbidly. You know what I mean? Huh. You do seek that almost just justification, you know, or validation. Sure. Like if they would go, well, don't do it, but I totally 100% understand why you feel that way right now. Please well, I feel like that's it, what a good therapist would say. Uh, I brought up suicidal I, thoughts in therapy. I've um, always felt this weird, like, uh, tricky negotiation about not directly talking about that. I, I'm actually surprised. I, I huh. always thought it was, like, a narc situation. Uh, you know, uh, they, like, uh, ATF would burst in with a machine gun. Yeah, just take echo, you Echo to... team, we're going to take the room. Oh, man, this, I'm This ins- dude's sick. He says he wants to kill himself. Oh, this dude's fucked up, man. <laughs> All right. Tear gas. Hi, mom. I'm in suicide jail. <laughs> I always kind of wonder if, like, people on like a SEAL team, like, ever fall in love, like two two guys with each other. Probably. I, just I mean, hope. I just think that'd be kind of a cute relationship. Me too. That's you kill people. You kill people, but you fall in love. That's for sure happened. Oh well, cool. That's got to have happened at least once. Uh, I love how you just believe in the power of love so much. Gay love only, though. <laughs> <laughs> the only real love. Is All right, guys, you're listening to the Straight Cast, <laughs> where we talk about how man love is the only pure love. You want to get <laughs> real love in your heart? You gotta start kissing a. D- I don't know. I, I love that. Where to go with this. You're listening to the Straight Cast. Two straight dudes talking about gay guys. <laughs> Yeah, but like super pro. Super pro. Super pro gay. And anti-straight. Shout out. Yeah. Straight dudes suck. Shout out to gays. You guys are killing it. You're you're both alphas. Totally killing it. Huge high five. Monster energy for life. (laughs) (laughs) Wish I were gay. Dave and Hampton out. (laughs) Um, Monster energy. uh, Yeah. Well, that is weird. I do think that if I would imagine, I think there is that like legal contractual thing where if you tell your therapist i am going to kill myself that they have to do something and it's like i kind of understand i'm like yeah they should they should but it's such a nuanced situation but if you're like honestly don't know like how a person is truly feeling when they even say that right to what level you know it's like are you like gonna walk out of here and you know literally blow your brains out right away are you like this is just where your dark thoughts are swirling towards, you know? Right. You know, you I mean, I think that just as with it. everything, the best way to go about it would be to be 100% communicative, like completely communicative about how you feel. The problem is that, mm-hmm. you know, most people aren't including everyone in this room right now all the time. You know what I mean? But like, ideally, you would be able to say, like, I've been thinking a lot about killing myself. I want to talk to you about it. I'm not going to do it or like I am very, very close to killing myself and I need help. Please talk to me about it. You know, Um, man, my um, two very close friends of mine who were dating, one of them woke up in the middle of the night, had been having like a lot of trouble, uh, a lot of emotional trouble for a long period of time and woke up in the middle of the night at one point and uh, went up to their partner and was like, um, Look, I am very close to killing myself. Oh, no. I really need you to just do something for me. And he just, he just took, he just took them to a hospital. That's, I mean, very tough. Yeah. I get it. That's like fucking so real. Yeah. That's, uh, 
that's a fucking tough. Totally, but I mean, also like, there, what an incredibly it's brave. That's brave as yeah, shit. Like, to, it, and, and to it's, know and that, it's, and it's so embarrassing in a way. Like, not that it is embarrassing, but I I get the feeling you would of feel embarrassed. I mean, like you know, it's like you've the clearly shame. reached some sort of breaking point if it's in the middle of the night. Thank God that you just are like I I know that how this is all coming out and how this feels. But yeah, it's like, and thank God they did that because like how many people yeah. wouldn't have done that and would have just gone through with it. And ignored the fact that they could have had a whole life, which we should all have, you know? Uh, <laughs> well, you know what's funny is like, it's like at what level can you bring it up? You know, it's like, right. can you just like greet your family and be like, hey guys, what's going on? You know, I kind of felt like killing myself a little bit today, but not too much. But anyway, the rest of the day was pretty cool. I saw a movie, I saw Thor, Ragnarok. That was pretty cool. Like, you know, like. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you probably shouldn't have Aspergers. <laughs> and yeah, just you should deliver like, information, social cues. I think. <laughs> true, true. But well, I, I mean, I, I you don't have know, to judge the person, right? No, I'm being serious because it's like sometimes I feel like I say stuff between me and like my girlfriend where I'll say something that's kind of alluding to just like how sad I'm feeling. Right. Not like it's grave, but it's almost like I know myself and I know what my triggers are to get, you know, really spiral into depression. Yeah. So it's almost just like low key just announcing, hey, we're we're walking to an area where there's fire. Right. You know, sort of thing. But it's like, you know, because it's a playful relationship and it's like, you know, we're, we're both funny. It's like the other person doesn't, you know, have to take that super seriously. Right away, they'd be like, okay, come on. You know, like, pick yourself up. Like, it's it's very, like... Right. Well, I mean, it... Because it, it can be too much to just constantly have ex- these existential, you know, conversations about, like... Man, that's so tough. Yes. Know. I mean... It's like, we got to well, do laundry, man. Each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, got, we got chores. Well, yeah, man, dude, I, I definitely have trouble with that. And I've dated people who have trouble with that. And then if you're both in it, it's hard, too. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, knowing like, I mean, I guess it's all just like with everything in life. It's like reading the room because um, I think if you're really feeling shitty mm-hmm. and you need to talk to someone about it, your partner, you definitely should be able to say something, right? Yeah. But also, if you're feeling like that all the time and you see it affecting them, a better move might be to like when you're with them, try and just have fun. Uh, because you don't want to pull them down with you, right? And yeah. then maybe even the trying to have fun would pull you out of it. Well, true. I mean, ideally. Yeah. I, I, I do think, like, uh, I'm starting to realize that, like, uh, people who are not in comedy or, like, used to talking, you know, kind of as a job or, you know, it's like... It's hard. It's hard to maybe just even tell people, like, you know, just initiate these conversations, you know? It's like, I'm, I'm really more just wondering out loud, but I feel like, you know, if we were to, like, try and help people... I see. Right now, I would just say, yeah, like, um, really try to kind of communicate how you're feeling. Right. Like, you know? completely. Yeah. And, like, like what I said when I meant reading the room, that's definitely a stand-up term. Yeah. Sure, yeah, you're yeah. You're, like, on stage at, or in the room before you perform, and you're like, okay, what what's the vibe in here? Like, How should I carry myself? Stand up. You're usually like, all right. So there's been eight male standups before me, uh, reading the room, better keep doing white male stand. <laughs> oh my God. I I've know read, that drives me so I've crazy. I've read the room accurately. Keep piling on. <laughs> that especially happens on the road to me nowadays. Just like, I like, sometimes I'll book a show and I, I like, 
it was last minute and I didn't think about it. Because normally I'm like, at, like make sure it's not all white dudes on my show. But uh, <laughs> every now and then I'm not, I don't. And it's like, you get there and like, all right, at the end we got you doing an hour. But before that, it's going to be Kevin, then Kevin, <laughs> then Kevin, then Kevin, then Kevin, then Kevin. And the Kevins! Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like an improv team, the Kevins. Yeah. Hi, we're the Kevin. And then they all do stand-up also. They form a Voltron of shitty comedy. Oh, man. Uh, Hi. Well, anyway, me. what I the point about reading the room is, like, you know, know, yeah. know who you're talking to. And so, like, obviously, there are definitely going to be people in your life who cannot hear you say, I have had suicidal thoughts, and because they'll flip out. And uh, won't understand that there are, like, different levels to having those thoughts. Yeah. But I'm sure there's someone in your life that you could talk to and just, like, explain it completely like I, Hampton's yeah, saying. I, I yeah. think it is just having – you got to – I mean, first step getting out of it is, like, have anyone, someone who you can really talk to. Yeah. And that is your first step. And up. if you don't, out of, man, out of the darkness. call that number, yeah. 1-800-273-TALK. They're yeah. so good at it. That's what yeah. it's there for. By the way – um, someone tweeted something at me that made me realize we said something in the first episode that could be like our catchphrase, kind of. <laughs> Wait, our yeah. get her done? Yeah, not get her done. Get you, get you done. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Get you finished. It's really finish hacky. you by the end of the week. Have you on my desk by Friday at five? And here's what it is: if you kill yourself, you might be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> y'all uh, ever kill yourself? <laughs> y'all ever is a pretty good one too. No, the guy just y'all tweeted ever. at me. Uh, when we did that, that he just tweeted at us like, "Hampton and Dave show's so great. Glad you're alive. Thanks." Oh yeah. And I like glad you're alive. I like that. Well, I'm glad you're alive. Man. I'm glad you're alive, man. Uh, I know that I've been talking a lot of uh, a lot of shit about uh, this episode. Like I I was gonna do 9/11. Yeah. Was originally the thing. Are we not? Uh, here's the thing. I'm now considering. I think we should push it. Because Christmas okay. is right around the corner, Dave. Oh man, and are we I gonna do we Jesus? Do, no, we should do a <laughs> <laughs> Jesus killed himself. He, if if you if you read the Bible, he did. <laughs> if you really, he read sacrificed himself the, for okay, our sins, okay. man. One, he sacrificed Jew, himself, <laughs> and uh-huh. he's black. <laughs> uh huh, that's true. Both those things are true for sure. <laughs> like undeniable. I don't know what the conspiracy is. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's so fucking funny. Jesus killed himself. I mean, he's our he's our hero. It is funny, like kind of according to the Bible, he did. <laughs> well, I always thought that growing up, I'm like, if you knew you were gonna die, isn't that almost like a form? I just mean the phrase "He sacrificed himself for our sins." Oh, that you're right. Sounds uh, like suck it, Christians. We got you, busted. Yeah, yeah suicide <laughs> lovers. You're all suiciders. <laughs> You're now on our team, the suiciders. You're now officially fans. By the way, we have to that has to not be what we call our fans, right? <laughs> yeah, suiciders. No, no. I'm thinking buddies. I like buddies. I also like lifers. We talked about that. You know what, guys? Name yourselves. Like, yeah, name yourselves. Have dude. a little bit of uh, <laughs> self-respect and name yourselves. I like buddies. What's up, buddies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's natural. What about like well, what stay alivers? <laughs> all right, all right. I, what I wanted to people say: people who are alive. How about that? <laughs> alivers. What's up, people who are I'm alive? alive. <laughs> I, I too have been strong today and been alive. Y'all, dude. 
I think that's a cool dude. Um, what were you gonna say, man? I uh, I want to push the nine eleven episode. To and we're gonna do Christmas. I want to do. Did ni- Santa kill himself? Nine eleven <laughs> Christmas four twenty special. Oh, I see. <laughs> we're gonna do nine eleven on Christmas. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Now you get me. <laughs> I always have I'm sorry. gotten you. I only felt like I had to explain because I built it up that I was going to do 9-11 for so long. <laughs> oh, that's fine. And I just didn't want you to be like, you know, deflated on that. But I want I you think- to get hyped, dude. 9-11 Christmas 42069 special. Uh, no, I'm I'm hyped. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I think that's great. 9-11 on Christmas. We should do 9-11 on Christmas every year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We do one of the hijackers every every year until we do all 19. Holy shit, that's funny. I like that. So the pod has to go for 19 years. Otherwise, we completely failed. This one's good. We should just... Should we say his name? Uh, Yeah, it's... um, Bud Dwyer. Yeah, it's a big one, man. Uh, Yeah, it's a big one. He's a famous dude. He shot himself on TV, so a lot of people know him from that. Yeah, it's let's like a, take a break like, though. Yeah, yeah, let's take a break and we'll come back. But yeah, this. yeah. All right. Bud Dwyer. Bye. You know. You know. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, all right, um, so... Make sure you go to audible.com <laughs> slash kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that our thing? Uh, That's so good. <laughs> it should be. Audible.killyourself. Audible.com. Can't you register websites now as, like, dot whatever? Yeah, now? I you- own a few. I uh, <laughs> I have a fake I have a fake band named We Come Money, and our URL is we.com.money. If you want to check out my my single, I drink cum. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't know this about me? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. own the rights. Oh, can you play it? Oh, uh, yeah, I can play it right now. Holy crap, man! <laughs> I, dude, do you have the rights to Dave Ross's I Drink Cum? Uh, that is awesome, dude. I kind of have been. I I only just recently kind of learned this fact, and I love that you're exactly the type of person who like jumps on these things right away. Yeah, I'm really into URL humor. It's it's actually true. I also own the URL uh, guns.beer. And, uh, <laughs> guns.beer? You showed me that one. Yeah, if you go to DaveRoss.guns.beer, you can see my other comedy website. Um, how, how bored do you get? I have a stand-up bit get, about this, even. How bored do you get to do this sort of stuff? Or is it just like super easy for you? Or is it it's pretty like, easy. I was a web developer for years before. You were? I, yeah, yeah. That was my job, my first four years of stand-up. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, Sorry. And it's also fun, but it's like for me, it's the same thing as like posting a stupid graphic online or uh-huh. or whatever. The way comics do dumb shit all the time. Yeah, it's in that vein. It's partial boredom and partially I just like. I think it's funny. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Whoa! This is Dear, uh, Dave. You're like a genius. Thank you. Everything you show me, I'm always like, well, again, like it's a great like <laughs> oh, image man, and thing. Great. You have really good sensibilities. That's him reacting to. I just pulled up we.com.money. Holy crap. Uh, um, and this is... Are you, uh, are you a SoundCloud artist? Yeah, dude. I'm a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper. <laughs> I really... You're a SoundCloud, dude. Yeah, dude. XXX Tensions and... All right, let's see. Dave Ross starts growing out like colorful dreads. What? And then here's the chorus. 
<laughs> I drink so God. much cum, bro. I feel so bad <laughs> for any elderly <laughs> oh, yeah. listeners well, I do. who think about suicide already. And, and that was us. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this world what does the world come to? <laughs> Uh, All right, R. Bud Dwyer, right? Do you want to do it? Doing? Okay, Let's so that. he's uh, he was the treasurer of Pennsylvania, uh, and uh, I've been looking into this one, and it's pretty like intense. I'll say that it's definitely like Cause he got like he went he got sued or what happened to him? Yeah, he got like indicted. Okay, you know, like the government coming after the treasurer, the governor, uh, the governor suddenly was like, "You've been taking bribes." Because he says he got an anonymous tip, right? Uh-huh. And it all is based on... So, the the to start, he, he committed suicide on uh, live television. Right. Which we've all seen in, like, Faces of Death. Yeah. <laughs> like, any awful thing. I'm like... It, I actually have never seen it. I'm, I've never... Oh, have you never seen it? Yeah, I actively have avoided watching me, it. Now I'm kind of like, it's okay. Because he just, like, was giving a speech and then put the gun in his mouth and blew his fucking brains out, right? Well, he gave a really impassioned speech right before he died, kind of about his faith in the system having been completely lost. Well, and when you really look back on his life, like, he had this intensely, like... Um, social civic like responsibility kind of attitude towards life and was just like the furthest thing from somebody who would like take a bribe so he didn't wow. and, and what and what's crazy what's truly crazy is he was innocent later really? on the guy who testified and was the sole reason he was going to be thrown in jail and lose his job and everything was the guy later on goes that he lied he said he lied Whoa. Because he was going to prison and it was a reduction on his sentence and also to keep his wife from getting a, getting indicted and going to jail. And then literally he was getting like threatening phone calls from people that was like, your son's going to be killed. Well, is what okay, he claims. Wait, wait, wait. Is back what he up, claims. Back up. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who is that guy? <laughs> that guy is uh, Smith something. He's uh, w- w- William T. Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, summer, <laughs> it's like Hitch, he where he convinces just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the hit, the Hitch of getting people to kill themselves. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that's so crazy. Will Smith killed him. Oh man. Well, Will Smith, uh, the other one, uh-huh. the the more cool one, I say. Yeah, uh, he who's, was who's who? falsely accusing people of stuff. Uh, I think he was a lawyer for basically here's what happened. So we're going to like go back here in this story. What happened was in Pennsylvania, it was there was a huge like overpayment in taxes by federal employees, some minor goof up. Right. Like who knows why? And no one does. It's no there's no conspiracy behind it. It's just this thing that happened where like, uh, hey, everybody overpaid their taxes. Okay. We need to now hire a company, some consulting firm that can crunch all the numbers, figure out how much they overpaid, what everyone's refund is, and this that kind of job. This is where government's like super huge and like keeps branching sure. out now. And it's like, so that company who gets to count all the numbers, they get um they get a nice chunk of change, like five million dollars, right? It's a little less than that, but it's like so uh what what happened is that company was a little corrupt. The company okay. that eventually got the contract because they went about it where was they were it like Enron. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were CTA. Yeah, <laughs> it was Halliburton. They, 
<laughs> they fucked up a lot uh, of things. Dick Cheney, man. man. <laughs> if you go back, <laughs> how far back does this all go? It was uh, this computer company, you know, okay, sure. that was like IBM. Uh, now CTA it was like Computer Technology Associates, wow. you know, and it's like they wanted to get into low level. Dude, I miss Corruption. when computer companies were called things like that. <laughs> called like CompuCorp. <laughs> Sinner tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like tech for sinners. Yeah. Wicked. 666, dude. <laughs> dude, can you register dot six six six? I don't think so. Or is so. that not allowed by the government? <laughs> well, it's not allowed by God. <laughs> <laughs> God won't allow this domain <laughs> registry. I want to write uh, <laughs> Pope sucks dot six six six. Why can't I do that, Mister Man at the top of the hill? <laughs> it's actually in the Bible. Yeah, that it's oh, illegal. Fuck, dude. Why I can't that was something that always tripped me up about the Bible? Where I'm like, how come they didn't predict like future problems? You know, it's like if it's God, like you should be like, oh, and by the way, like. Isn't there a part of the Bible where they're like, I mean, they didn't say with specific time frames, but wow, I know very little about the Bible, but isn't there a part like right at the end, like near the glossary or whatever, that's like, uh, oh, in a while, it's everything's going to burn. <laughs> isn't that a part? <laughs> oh, my God. Holy fuck. Oh, my God. As we've established, Dave, I am a lapsed Catholic. And what you've said is very offensive. Oh, it's offensive to you. About the book of Revelations. In a while. That's the cool shit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's when like, they get into like such insane graphic imagery about what angels should look like. Uh-huh. And they're like, it's a dog with seven heads and he's got eyeballs all over his belly. Like, and you're like, that's an angel? And then it was like in the Renaissance, they were like, no, they're like pretty boys. They're like the pretty boys that I fuck and want to paint. <laughs> and I'll put little wings on them. And like, it's like so completely opposite of what was written. Um, so going back to my favorite suicide. Yeah, okay. So of all time. what was the name of this lawyer again? Again, oh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. Will Smith, oh, dude. Right. Woo! Big Willie style. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. It's the Willennium when he uh, did getting, this. Getting blackmailed well, basically, with it, you know. So it's kind of odd. It's like this company, and here's where it gets kind of almost existential about politics. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's illegal to take a bribe, sure. right? But you can take a campaign donation, right? Right. And it's going directly to your fund. So basically, the company, CTA, was like, we really want this account, right? So they went to their lawyer, and they're like, okay, so when you offer it to the uh you know, people, and we're trying to get this thing, say, uh, like, we're going to give a contribution to their uh, thing, right? Uh, so this, or at least this is what Will Smith alleges. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, so, I mean, but it probably went along these lines as far as I can tell. So then he went to Bud uh, Dwyer. By the way, I keep thinking it's Bill Dwyer, who the we comedian. both know, the comedian yeah, yeah. who hosted BattleBots. And it I always was so like, so great if this was about Will Smith and Bill Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Dwyer kills himself with a yeah. battle bot. <laughs> so Patton Oswalt tells Mark Marin, "Here's what I need you to do." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome if it was just people we knew. <laughs> yeah, just the as, cast of the as, informant. <laughs> so basically, this lawyer kind of um, he made an offer to Bud, and he says that like Bud was kind of like, "Well, wait, uh, contribution? Okay, interested." So he went home. And like uh, Will Smith, and he wrote down information that was kind of like just in a book, right? That was like Bud Dwyer interested donation three hundred thousand, right? So in the actual crime, the court case here that Bud Dwyer went took the fall for, he never received any money. 
they never even alleged that he did. Huh. It was all like conspiracy of just they found that guy's notebook because they raided his house. They indicted that dude for other bribes. Will basically. Smith. Basically, yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> he was going to do a, a, a pinch, right? His wife was going to get also taken. Uh-huh. And they were like, listen, we'll spare your wife if you confirm like this, so this book was just So this all comes down to the, the fact that they hypothetically bribed Bud Dwyer? Why yeah. was Will mm-hmm. Smith indicted? Because he'd been bribing people. Oh, okay. So you know what I mean? It's and like, then, and his wife was somehow involved. So and it's, in order to get her out of it, he just like he was like, but this he never, dude. T- he never took any money, and all that was possibly like agreed on was a campaign contribution, dude. But so this, this other guy... guy's taking the fall, and then the governor's like, we're gonna make an example out of Bud, out of Bud. and and so he literally killed himself because he his entire identity as a. Uh, as a good person who follows the rules and cares about his own government was called into question. So he just thought the whole world <laughs> well, turned on him probably. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly it. Wow. I mean, it sounds almost like hyperbolic, but it's like when I, I looked know. into I... the history of this guy, he, imagine a, sm- a smarter Homer Simpson. Yeah. Like this just affable goof of a dad. This yeah. dude, he wears like you know goofy suits and stuff, and he's just like my not- name's Treasurer yeah. Bud. He's not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's just this dude who kind of like was an athlete, did pretty well, like in high school, was like you know went high in his frat, you know, some position, and then he's like gets into politics and he wins everything. Yeah, right. That's the story I'm kind of hearing is that he's won everything up until then, and he had such faith in the system. Yeah, that like. When it happened, when the court case happened, he, one, didn't believe it. He didn't regard it. Like, he was just like, this is insane. I didn't do anything. No. And so he then kind of went about the court case where all they would do was just, um, and apparently this is bad legal practice, you know, is like to just kind of attack their witnesses. You should bring other evidence oh, to the sure. trial of, like, why you're so innocent. But he was so certain He of just himself. was like, they're all liars. Look. Look how they're lying. You know, he yeah. just was this nice dude, apparently, like everyone yeah. actually spoke like very was highly he convicted? of him. Yeah, he got convicted. Wow. And it was because they basically moved this trial to some mountain town. Right. And he worked inside of like the city. So people in a jury there would kind of understand like a complex government case of just like, oh, campaign contribution. Like that makes more sense. So they move it to some crazy mountain town. Yeah. And it's like, this is something I already have a problem with is like jury selection. I don't know about you, but it's like the median IQ is like 100 <laughs> right. in the country. And if you can find somebody who has like eight weeks off of work, no problem. It's like, who are you drawing from? Yeah. So that's the thing is like they were like, the jury was dumb as shit. Oh, wow. Like completely. And they were like government corruption. Right. Like, this is bullshit. That's the danger of, like, if you can kind of, like, carefully select where you're going to have your trial. It's like, they can be like, oh, big city. There's also just something to be said for being, like, tried tried in the eyes of the public. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just, like, so much of a trial like that is just saying the right keywords to people. Mm -hmm. So, like, just like Bud Dwyer had an extreme faith in the system and his identity was tied to it as like a, what's the word I'm looking for? An altruistic person, like a, like a good, a good citizen is what he saw himself as so many other people. All you have to do is say corruption to them. And they were like, see, 
that's why I'm a bad dad because of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great dude. See, that's why I'm a bad dad. <laughs> Explaining it to his family. Yeah. <laughs> See, this people like that are taking the money away I, from me. I never uh, learned to hug you because Trump's corrupt. <laughs> I don't know why that guy has to have a southern accent every time. Uh, dude, it's not every fair. time he's uh, going to be. And I tell you what, we're going deep into Florida as we progressively march further south. South. Further south. Oh, can we edit that so I s- seem smart when we, I say south? No problem, dude. <laughs> You're not gonna do so, it. Nah. Uh, nope. Uh, so this, but this all happened in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's mountain regions there. I in mean, the middle. Absolutely, absolutely, dude. It can be totally cut off from like society. Okay, wait. So, but the the capital of Pennsylvania is Harrisburg, right? This yeah. all happened there, and what they moved the trial to like a more remote part of Pennsylvania. I don't remember. Like, this is where I'm getting a little, like, I, I won't remember the absolute specifics oh, of the you case. you weren't there? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I won't be able to totally recall all the things, but that's kind of, like, part of it, you know? And it's also that, like, um, this case he just didn't take too seriously because he so believed his innocence. Sure. And he'd always done, like, the right thing. And so it really comes out in his suicide speech. It's just this whole thing. He's like... I've given my life to, you know, trying to help people. And like, I just never believed that like the justice system could fail me so badly. And now I've totally changed my mind about the death penalty. He's like, cause as we see more and more people have wrongful convictions and he's just like, he's just like, we, we are wrong here. And he's like, so I'm going to do something that is really drastic. Not because I want, and he's like, I know a lot of shallow people will just register this moment, you know, like as a, this, he, he killed himself on TV, you know, sort of thing. He's like, but I'm doing it so people are drawn attention to this massive corruption that was going on. And it was like being railroaded. And it's kind of funny because, I mean, it was like, again, he's like, he was literally like Homer Simpson. Like, he's literally sure. like, it's going to work out. Like, yeah. there's no problem. All my treasurer. <laughs> All his problems. And people then, like, like money and people <laughs> like me. He knew, like, the appeal wasn't going to really work. Yeah. And then he uh, he literally, like, the week of his suicide, he was like, uh, to uh, someone higher up, he was like, can you get Reagan to to pardon me? And the guy was like, that's that's so not realistic. You know, just, and he just like he's like trying to he's like, can the president please pardon me? <laughs> I just Googled. I wanted to find a transcript of his final speech. And I found this thing, uh, a document that's a collection of final statements by Bud Dwyer. And it is it's so interesting. The this is a letter from the letterhead is Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Office of the State Treasurer Harrisburg R. Bud Dwyer. Right. Um, but it's a letter that he wrote to Joe Biden. Uh, no, really? Yeah, who... Because he's the... Oh, that's why. The Honorable Joe Biden, United States Senator, Chairman, Senate Judiciary Committee. That's why. Um, Biden and Rodina. Also, here's a fun thing. He originally typed Biden. it out to the Honorable Strom Thurmond, and they, they crossed oh, no. out <laughs> Strom Thurmond and wrote well, Joe what Biden. Is, what is this? I don't know what this is. This is just a letter. Is this a joke? Or is this his final statements? He well, that's the thing is he handed off three letters, but I don't think one went to Joe Biden as far as I 
remember from the thing here. Maybe someone else. It okay. It seems like someone else did this. Crossed out <laughs> Strom Thurmond and Joe Biden. This is what I get for googling yeah, in the I middle don't think of he's talking. Even in the same like time period. No, for, Joe Biden's definitely been a a senator for a while since the eighties. Yeah, and this happened what in ninety. Oh, this happened in eighty-seven. Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. You know what's funny is also like uh, in researching this, like people were like, um, "Oh, Paul Ryan uh, listens to Filter, and they have a song about Bud Dwyer." I wonder if Paul Ryan knows the significance of this song. <laughs> Who were people that say that? This was literally like the Huffington Post, and oh I was literally God, like, "They are dude. such garbage." Like, <laughs> I thought, man. It's so funny. It's clickbait. Like, I mean, you know, exactly. I like, you know, I think Paul Ryan is a is an asshole and a goofy dumbass. Like, I mm-hmm. uh, I do. But Looks remarkably like Chris Fairbanks. He does. Anyway. I think Chris knows that. <laughs> but also, it's sort of like... Like, do you remember when he said that his favorite band was Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> and then Tom Morello came out and he was like, Paul Ryan's not allowed to listen to Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> My reaction to that was like, you're both fucking idiots. Because uh, Rage Against the Machine was on a major label and it was on the radio. What would you think was going to happen? A bunch uh, of assholes are going to like your music. And then, of course, <laughs> and, it, and it's just also dumb that Paul Ryan doesn't get how stupid it is that he loves Rage Against the Machine. That, like That is so fucking it's true, It's so dude. crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. They're like, what? We have a shitty fan? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you were on MTV. What, what did you... I, I thought only really astute philosopher types listen to us. The Gall, especially, because it's like, they're a boy band. Did yeah. you know that? They were put together by some, like, executive. Wait. Yeah, yeah, literally. No. To be, yeah, yeah, to be like... We need a band that's like anti-government. Like, haven't you ever noticed that the whole fucking tone of them is so shallow? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I didn't know that element of it, but it can't be in completely that, because Zach De La Rocha was the lead singer of a hardcore band called Inside Out before that, totally. and their second album was supposed to be called Rage Against the Machine. So there was at least some, it wasn't exactly It was just like kind of somebody band. else, like, manipulating the forces of, like, yeah. guys, get together. Like, it's literally, I, I could yeah. Wikipedia, but it's like somebody got him in, like, together. He was like, we need, like... We need a guy who's like rapping and another guy that's like bow, wow, wow, wow. And, uh, <laughs> Do you think he came with his studio? He's like, guys, I got it. Bow, wow, 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 Just doing it with his mouth. Uh, I know this guy, Tom, that can totally do that. He's Just give him a guitar of, and a screwdriver. <laughs> He's kind of interesting because it's like apparently he writes all his songs on like an acoustic guitar. And really, it's like everything I mean, he does is effects, you know. So. He's an incredible guitar player. He he is. I mean, as far yeah. as I can tell, I like him. But it's it's also like it's for, just it's a re- guilty pleasure music, and that's so and it's so love him or hate him. But like, it. give <laughs> me a break if you don't know that your major label pop rock band got fell on ears of people that disagree with you. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy to not think. The uh, government lies. Especially now, like if you if it happened while you were at your the peak of success and you realize like <laughs> oh shit, people are not actually entirely understanding what we're doing here. But, but to be like twenty that years is, later, that is pretty funny though <laughs> to be like, 
you listen to that music on the Paul Ryan side. Yes. It's like so it's, stupid. it's also so insane to just be like, yeah, I love uh, Nirvana. I love <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. I love Filter. Especially Rage. It's like if he liked what Public a gym Enemy. Rat he is. Yeah. I think he's just a gym rat because he's literally buff. Yeah. And I think it's because he just wants to get pumped. Yeah, it's like he listens to ACDC, Metallica. Like, you know, it's like this guy doesn't <laughs> have any taste. He's an idiot. To break. Like, <laughs> Not <yeah>. the Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. No, I fully think it's Cut equally pieces. <laughs> right. Uh it's it's so much more ridiculous that Paul Ryan likes rage. Like it's just dude, come on. How do you listen to that and then go into work? Dude, exactly oh, I want Paul Ryan dead <laughs> And then you're like, Okay, time to get out of the car. <laughs> go say hi to Kathy. Make some real positive changes. Get back in the car. Paul Ryan specifically <laughs> fucking died. I wish you were dead. All right, I'm going to go home and make love to my wife. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Yeah, he sucks. That that was so weird. That was a weird thing with the Joe Biden thing. I have no idea what that was. I know. I want to I want to know what this is. But, uh, yeah, he did pass off, like, a couple notes before he died, just kind of, like, explaining his... Oh, yeah, these are all letters he sent before he died. His innocence. Should I... you want me to read this? Um, I think there's some concise, like... I mean, if you want to. I'm just going to read the first sentence. The purpose of this letter is to respectfully request you in your capacity as chairman of the Judiciary Committee to conduct a full-fledged investigation um, of what is known in Pennsylvania as the CTA scandal. As a former high school teacher of problems of democracy and an elected official for over 20 years, I was naive about our legal system. I thought it was ideal, and I did not realize it could be used for political persecution. I did not pay attention to the investigative reports or the work of various organizations (laughs) attempting to promote the creation of a justice system. In fact, as well as in name here in the United States, because I was taught that if I obeyed the laws and was a good citizen, I would be one of the 95% of our population who never became involved with our criminal legal system. Oh, my God. Then my idealism was suddenly destroyed. I became a victim of political persecution right here in the United States, which I never thought could happen. Yeah, that's him writing to Joe Biden asking him for help. I specifically blame Will Smith for my upcoming suicide. Oh, man. By name. No, I know. Like, I I listened to his speech, and it was like, he's he was very eloquent. And really just pointing out just like, you know, I'm just so disillusioned. And um, it's really interesting because it's like, I don't know. It's like uh, the video is very like almost like Matt. Uh, I don't want to say Mad Men style because I guess that's like 1960s. But there's like a dude just like smoking behind him and like kind of like being a real man, like just looking at him like, oh, man, my, my buddy's going down, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and just like watching it kind of like half tears up for like a second and keep smoking. You know, we and- were born on the same day in the same room. <laughs> me and bud. Yeah. And he's my brother ah, he's my by brother. everything except blood. Ah, he's my brother. <laughs> We're brothers. Do we had sex with this. The, we lost our virginity to the same girl on the same day in the same room. <laughs> that sounds so much worse. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> than, than, than a pleasurable experience. I remember the, um, the yeah, first time so I tasted candy. He kind of like very quickly hands off the three letters and then. Um, grabs like a manila envelope and then he goes uh like if this will like takes out the gun everyone's very quickly like oh my god and he's like if this is gonna affect anyone leave the room he says that <laughs> no way <laughs> 
<laughs> and then people stayed. Like that's the thing. I, I, they, you know, some people were kind of like, what, wait, what? Like, but I mean, he kind of said it too quick, and then people were like, you know, rushing him, and he like, and he just did it. Yeah, it's really it's that that last couple seconds is really odd because it's like, you know, he hands off the letters and he's feeling very like odd, and then he looks down at his briefcase and there's the Manila folder, and someone's that dude who was smoking reaches to just grab another thing, and he very like grabs the Manila one like just like very quick like, oh, oh no no no, and like takes out the gun. He's like kind of like it's a okay here we go here we go. And he wrote a note to his wife, I think, like the night before that she found, you know, that was like, I'm sorry, I Joe, you, sure. like, uh, I hope I can go through with it, you know, like, whoa. And what happened? So kind of a weird fallout of this whole thing, right, is the is the footage, right? Yeah. Because we were always like, this is one of the first in our lives, you know, like suicides that was ever like available to see. Yeah. You know, and um it was actually like kind of an urban legend like it didn't air live like maybe i think like one station aired the footage most places though they would stop the footage just as like the barrel it's like yeah. right up in his mouth like it's graphic i've still. seen that photo it's crazy looking so that's like he points the, it was mm-hmm. very deliberate he like normally like in movies when you see someone put a gun in their mouth to whether they end up killing themselves or not they like it's like they turn like the way you point a gun forward, they just turn it around 180 degrees and yeah. you shove it to like the back of their throat. He <laughs> takes the barrel and puts it at the top of his mouth, and so like the back of the gun is pressed against his chin. You can see it in the photo. Like he's like, I'm shooting myself in the fucking brain right now. I'm going to die. I'm yeah. not fucking this up at all. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine if you fucked it up? Publicly, yeah, <laughs> and it becomes like a this video where it was like bloopers thing for oh no. years, bloopers of death, bloopers of death. Oh, man, <laughs> no, that I know. Would be so you don't want to fuck it up. Totally. Our generation saw Fight Club, so we had the benefit of being like, oh, now we know how. Duh. Oh man, <laughs> I wish that we didn't have that, so people would fuck it up more. Because that's the thing. Like, <laughs> if you put yourself in, <laughs> I, don't say that. Uh, I'm just if you put yourself in Bud Dwyer's shoes, that would like I wish that he fucked it up, right? <laughs> but like I, I do. I don't want. I don't want anyone to die. Uh, oh, okay. I got <laughs> what you mean, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. like you would be like shattering the backs. You'd be like, uh, I don't want him to have ever tried yeah, to kill himself. You'd be like a vegetable or something, right? Or, yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know, man. Maybe who knows? Actually. I guess yeah. Fight Club's really, really led me wrong. Yeah, dude. I blame you Chuck Palahniuk. <laughs> your, your love for Fight Club. I haven't Club. read books since high school. I blame the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically. Specifically, I blame the Pixies. I'll show you where your mind is. No, yeah, he, he really nailed it. And actually, I think that's the name of the filter song is Hey Man. Hey Man, Nice Shot. Hey Man, good Nice Shot or Good Shot? Hey Man, shot? Nice Shot is what it's called. Oh, guys, don't get mad at us who's listening to this podcast. No, it's now. called Hey um, Man, Nice Shot for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, you had it pulled up. Yeah, the lyrics of this song, a lot of people think that the whole song, or at least the first verse, is, uh, is about Kurt Cobain. And what I just read said, like, the lead singer of Filters says over and over again, it is not about Kurt Cobain. And people are like, yeah, it is. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's awesome. Everything's about Kurt Whatever. Cobain. I look at a child's face, it's about Kurt Cobain. I look at a cloud, it's Kurt Cobain. My child's name is Kurt Cobain. Um, 
But yeah, he'll so, be our hundredth episode gala episode. We're gonna have like a suit and tie affair <laughs> and do Kurt Cobain. Yeah, totally. And Hitler <laughs> the same day. Same day. So just to in case you don't know the song, like if you're a child of the '90s, you know the song for sure. It was on the radio like crazy. The band Filter, their first single was called "Hey Man, Nice Shot," and I still love the song. I, uh, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I I've never heard the song. You never heard the song? Never heard it. Um, well, you should listen to it. It's good. Uh, and here are the lyrics. I wish I would have met you. Now it's a little late. What you could have taught me, I could have saved some face. They think that your early ending was all wrong. For the most part, they're right. But look how they all got strong. Dude, you're a good singer. Thank you. <laughs> but look how they all got strong. Um, that's why I say, hey, man, nice shot. What a good shot, man. Uh so that's the first it's verse. It's a little disrespectful, right? Like, is that who is he talking about? Who all got strong? Is it like we all woke up? It's like it's probably like he's saying we all woke up and we were like, oh shit, we have to pay attention to this. They all got the strong corruption and persecution. And from what I could tell, like the reason they wrote the song is because they believed in his case, right? Right. Like that. So maybe they're like, every time people hear about this massive government corruption they get strong like yeah you know, like a rage against i mean the, the thing is it, is it is just a song written by a 22 year old so or the thing old is, like were they like rage against the machine light no no so not they at weren't all. political not really except for this one guy um, i mean literally their next single i think was called airplane <laughs> and the, the lead singer said he just wrote it on an airplane <laughs> <laughs> I'm on an airplane. <laughs> There's a stewardess over there. She got some peanuts. What is the? I'm looking it up right now. What's the fucking song called? <laughs> I remember, do you remember that Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Aeroplane? Oh yeah, yeah. That was the John. Uh, no wait, the John for Shanti List years. What? Uh, how did it go? I like pleasure spot with yeah. band and music in my aeroplane. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah, here we Songs go. Songs about aer- aer- airplanes. This is bad. how the second filter song went. Because the first song was like, That's why I see him in a shot. The next song went, The next song went, Awake on my airplane, wake on my airplane. And it literally, I saw an interview who was like, Yeah, I was on an airplane and it was really beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Take a Picture. Wow, That's why, why are they not around still? <laughs> I don't know. Why are they not here uh, still? The second verse of Hey Man, Nice Shot goes, Now that the smoke's gone and the air is all clear, those who were right there got a new kind of fear. You'd fight and you were right, but they were just too strong. They'd stick it in <laughs> your face so and bad. let you smell what they consider wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Uh, That's, smell. I think... What a weird evocative I think that's probably why thing. people think the first verse is about Cobain and the second one's about Bud Dwyer, because the first one is just so vague. Um, yeah. And but it's also... These really do seem like high school lyrics, 100%, right? Dude, it was the 90s. Like, it, the, these bands were like new metal, you know, like... what Wasn't this grunge, or was this new metal? Filter... I really haven't heard ...was of. not a new metal band, but they came out when, like, shit like that started to be on the radio again. I think, okay. if I remember correctly, like vague hard rock, vague hard rock, basically. Yeah, but harder than yeah. This came out in '95, uh, so it was like during that period of time, 
after like Kurt Cobain died where the radio couldn't figure out what the fuck to play and like Cherry Pop and Daddies and Dinosaur Jr. and Butthole Surfers all got a that single. That was kind of a great time. I agree. Wasn't but, it great? Yeah, Shit. but that also, what came out of that was new metal was the decision we all made for some reason. <laughs> I would have liked it more if we landed on swing. You remember like the Brian Setzer Orchestra had a wow. song? Wow, I am amazed uh, you said that. Why? Well, I just didn't figure you'd be like that into swing or something. I'm not that into My swing. brother was huge into it. I really enjoyed that music. When it, Combustible Edison was awesome. I especially love, yeah, like I got into Big Bad Voodoo Daddy back then. Okay. They were the one I remember. And like, I just like it more than new metal. That's my only point. <laughs> That's a pretty obnoxious, though, two crowds to have to <laughs> yeah. choose from. It's Whoa. like Zoot Suit <laughs> Daddies <laughs> and <laughs> fucking Mosh Pit. Uh, yeah, that cool. Hey, Zoot Riot. <laughs> Yeah, like the radio in the two thousand the two thousands would become like, hey, Hepcats, you're listening to. <laughs> I agree though, that, that, and you know, you're probably not even wrong because, like, remember when Amy Winehouse like was doing this like throwback music? It's like people like that. It's like do a yeah. modern version of these things that were like that were great way long ago. Whereas the new metal thing is like, how hard can we push the distortion <laughs> like yeah, on dude. this guitar? Slap that bass. <laughs> And just be like, my father never liked me. <laughs> Am I gay? Am I gay? <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> All right, Colin. Colin to K Rock. Tell him if he's gay. We're gonna be taking callers. <laughs> I'm you're gonna find out. Yeah, man, you're gay. It's okay if you're gay. You're gay. Not okay. gay. <laughs> Corn was so funny, dude. <laughs> Chewing on my food. I know, Chewing and it's. I, I gotta say, I w- listened to so much of that. Oh stuff. yeah, and it was like I just had bad taste. I, can't, I don't know what to say, <laughs> dude. I will say this: bad I still taste. there are a couple Limp Bizkit songs that I still like. When I hear them, I'm like, you know what? Unironically, I enjoy it's, this it's song. Like they're all just like about that weird. Um, you know, maybe we're just remembering it because we were teens at the time. Yeah. But it, it just brings out that weird kind of like almost adrenaline. Sure. Sort of thing. Or you're like, yeah, pumped. I'm getting pumped. Yeah. <laughs> like if I listen to Trapped. Oh, wow. What was their big Headstrong? song? Headstrong? Yeah. That was like, oh, my God. I always confuse them with Taproot. Uh, <laughs> or was Taproot? Headstrong. Headstrong. <laughs> Guys, write us that buddies, buddies, buddies and at tell Gmail. tell us what, what Trapped was famous for. <laughs> T-R-A-P-T. We're going to need to know. <laughs> oh, it was Trapped Headstrong. And what was Taproot? Because I remember Taproot. Uh, I remember hearing them fucking. A oh wait, lot. so Trapped was Headstrong? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then Taproot is uh, calling. No. <laughs> yeah. What? The, I remember they were very similar. There were so many <laughs> crazy like, like how many versions of the one song can you do? Like. You know, so many of those songs too started with like a weird, distant sort of computer sound. <laughs> the music didn't come in when it was just like. And then the whole band yeah, starts yeah. jumping together. That you that know they practice that. Make you feel like it's almost post-apocalyptic. Yeah, kind whoa. of just like who would have allowed this yeah. in our society? We weren't humans. Made, we were made by computers. <laughs> That's what pisses me off, is my dad computer keeps telling me I'm gay. <laughs> zero, one, hey, one, Computers zero, can't one. be gay, gay. Um, 
Yeah. I'm just surprised they would try and attempt something almost that political uh, filter as a band. Totally. You know, and also, isn't it kind of crazy that Rage Against the Machine, like, totally co-opted that Buddhist monk suicide? They did. They were like, you know, he's like oppressing, like, you know, military conflict. And they're like, it's like our band. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like when I play a G chord. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so funny. It's like, you know, by the way, we should maybe do an episode about this in the future. I just watched um, this documentary called The Last Dalai Lama. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. And in the. In the last Dalai Lama question mark. Whoa. Uh, and it was obviously about him. But um, in that documentary, they talk about Tibet and how it's, you know, still under Chinese rule and mm-hmm. how Tibetans uh, feel completely lost and empty and helpless as a result. And it's something like 150 monks have self- set themselves on fire over the years. Wow. It's literally hundreds of people. And people gather around and I think watch. I've heard that. It's crazy. We should you probably gather do an around episode and about- watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a UFC event for. Monks uh, and they're like, who's gonna win? Oh, <laughs> yeah. McGregor's gonna light himself yeah, on fire. Oh, fire wins again. Dude. Shit. Oh. <laughs> they keep trying to think they can they beat fire. Beat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, if you're truly Zen, you can beat the fire. All right. Believe in yourself, Donnie. I uh yeah, I, I think that's so funny because it's also like, hey, get your own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. But I mean, uh Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I think just the co-opting of that is just kind of like odd. It's like if we did our podcast and we had like a, you know, our logo was like Kurt Cobain or something. Right. Like how, how trite, you know, like. Totally. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad we're better than Rage Against the Machine. Me too, man. (laughs) And I've always thought that ever since the day I met you. Um, And Prophets of Rage. We should wrap up talking about Bud Dwyer pretty soon. But like, I am curious, like what your thoughts are on a person being driven to suicide for that reason. Oh, well, you know, something we didn't even fully get into, but also I wouldn't, you know, like, yeah, I don't believe in this sort of thing, is I think he also found out that he was going to lose his pension, right? He'd spent all his money on his legal fees for the wow. last two and a half years. He'd spent all his money, right? So if he, uh, you know, lost his job, so even though he got indicted and whatever, or, you know, guilty, right? Guilty verdict. And he's appealing it, but he has to go to jail in January. He spends that Christmas in office. He wants to stay in his job. He's like, I'm, um, it's something where you're like kind of not in power, but you still have the position and there's an acting person, you know, doing the job, but you still have your things just so that he could write it out. And then there was this verdict that was like, People who do this sort of thing, this is a totally different court case. They're like, people who do this sort of thing uh, shouldn't get their pension. So the day before that verdict was about to be like put into uh, motion, uh-huh. that's when he called the press conference. Uh-huh. He called a press conference at his like, home. Now I've lost all of my pride. Well, he's like, yeah, my, my wife and children will be broke. In my, and I can't so, even take care of my family So he went anymore. to that. And I think what that's the thing. He, he's always been so responsible throughout his life. That's what kind of, again, killed him. Is he wow. was just like the responsible thing for me to do. And he wrote in the uh, suicide note to his wife that was like, I'm sorry about tomorrow. I hope I can do it. He said, I- I've spent 20 years with you. Another 20 would have been. No, I think he says uh, the next 20 or so years would have been wonderful with you. 
Wow. You know, like he's just like, I'm this sorry. Guy you sounds know? great. He's just like super responsible dude. Wow. And he got completely like railroaded. And it's because he was such a, you know, a faithful guy that I think he kind of like. So this is really like a nice fall. guy's finished last story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. It he's is. a total like uh, leave it to beaver, sitcom dad kind of like guy. And he just, you know, total nice dude. That's interesting, too, because that what that really means is that it was like a practical decision on his part. It mm-hmm. wasn't like most people that we've talked about so far. You can pinpoint some sort of like possible mental illness mm-hmm. or like propensity for depression. Yeah. But he just like he didn't. I, I looked into it. He really didn't have depression. Right. Like his whole life changed and he couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing. I think if we're like talking about this and how we all as people can make it to the other side of not, like not kill ourselves, you know, uh, change, I think, is one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing for human beings to deal with. And hmm. that's the thing that triggers me as a depressed person the most. Like yeah. something changes and I'm not prepared for it. it for the smallest or biggest thing, um, I didn't see it coming and just like a friend goes away oh, or man. I have to move or like totally without even thinking about it, I'm now just thrown into a pit of depression. And like this is a dude who I'm sure things no, like right. changed yeah. for him, but never like this. I think his worldview just wasn't ready for just the amount of, you know, uh, cobwebs getting removed from his vision about corruption. He was just like, how can an innocent man be thrown in jail? Right. You know, and like have like he was going to face something like, you know, the maximum penalty was like 55 years. And like it probably wasn't going to be anything like that. But because he constantly turned down plea bargain after plea bargain, he was like, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. And the judge who was in that small courtroom was a hanging judge is what they call him. Uh-huh. Likes to, you know, really hit people with a hard, you know, sentencing. And he was just like talking openly about, he's like, I want to make an example about this. Like political corruption is not good. You know, like wow. taking a real stance. Cause you know, he wants to get reelected. You know, it's just like these forces Jesus. can align against you. And what's so crazy is like plea bargains, right? When I brought this up earlier about the whole bribery thing, uh-huh. it's like bribery is wrong, but plea bargains are a form of government bribery. They're going, right. we will totally reduce your sentence if you admit this, if you lie on this other person, or if you uh, tell the truth on them or whatever. But it's yeah. like, that is 100% bribery of your time, of yeah. your like life, you know? And like... It, probably the most severe form because it's like, you know, because you'll have there a, is a direct have a jail prison sentence. Yeah. N- yeah. Wow. And people kind of uh, mentioned that as I was kind of looking into it, that it's like, isn't it ironic that it's like, you know, the real like uh, 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 bribing was happening when he was like being railroaded. Yeah. You know, like just say you did it and you'll get five years. Oh, yeah. Just say you did it. And, you know, yeah, they're like scheming with him. They're like wheeling mm-hmm. and dealing on his yeah, man. fucking life. And he <laughs> was like, nah, man, I'm cool. Wow. Yeah, it's a crazy story, man. So that's the thing is like I, try, I tried to research it, but it goes in so many. There's so much. Uh, yeah. Levels of we're never going to cover all the information <laughs> in any person. We'll also, here's something here. important to know about Hampton and I. We don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know what I'm the fuck we're talking about. Barely literate. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know Hampton. Uh, dude, that was, that was super that, fun. Man. Yeah, yeah man. thanks for 
Thanks for listening. Thanks as always. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show. Just a reminder, we joke around on this show a lot because we've thought about suicide a lot, so we're comfortable with it. But if you are right now thinking about suicide, having any suicidal thoughts at all, if you're coming close, we can't urge you enough to talk to a professional. And the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is always there. 1-800-273-TALK. Call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will talk you through it and help you know that you are loved on this earth and you don't need to leave us. Thanks again for listening to the show. See you next time.